Good evening from the bowels of the Horror Press estate, and welcome to a new episode of the Horror Press Podcast, a podcast brought to you by HorrorPress.com. My name is James Michael, and I'm the curator of all things Horror Press. As always, this show aims to bring you the latest horror news you may have missed or overlooked. A place to quickly cover the happenings of the horror world, whether that's studio announcements, movie releases, or box office numbers, as well as some light genre discussion. Today I'm joined by half of the podcast, Uike Ohrod, Johnny Atkinson. Very nice to have you here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It is an honor. I feel very, very fancy. A couple months ago, we had Eileen from your mm-hmm. podcast. I love her. I'm a huge fan of Eileen. Well, oh my gosh, huge fan of you too. But Eileen is like, <laughs> she's such a character. I loved having her on. She's so much fun. There's nobody like Eileen Clark. Everybody should stand her. She is incredible. She is my best friend. I'm so lucky that she is my best friend. Um, honestly, the podcast, Uy Que Horror, I gotta be honest, was her idea um, back in the the like top of the pandemic, you know, when we were all still shut in in our homes. She, it was her idea to do Uy Que Horror, our podcast focusing specifically on Latin American horror. So I just went along for a ride and for the ride and here we are three years later, which is amazing. I am such a fan of your podcast. Um, I, I found it. you guys during, I think, peak COVID. Mm-hmm. And I was literally just, I, I, so Spanish was my first language, but mm-hmm. I learned mm-hmm. English in school. And of course I'm surrounded by English speakers constantly, English yeah. TV, English everything basically, except for like my grandmother who only spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. And um, during COVID I was like, I want to listen to something like in my, in, in Spanish, um, that's yeah. horror related. And I think I just Googled like Spanish horror podcast and you guys were the first ones that popped up and that's how I found you guys. And let me tell you, I don't know how you guys do it. You turn out all these episodes. The episodes yeah. are so thoughtful and detailed. It's just really, really incredible work that you two do. Oh, I really appreciate that. And I'm honestly shocked that like, even back then, after when like when we had just started, that you Google that and that's what that our podcast came up, even as like little fresh babies back then. But hey, I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm not even like lying. Like I, <laughs> this was before Horror Press even was an idea. Like mm-hmm. I found you guys, and it was literally just googling. I, I was like horror Spanish podcast. There was one other podcast also. I think it was called like. Escuela Sangre or something like that. You know, and, that's um, interesting because I, you know, to prepare for our meeting here and this episode, I was re-listening to your older episodes and I looked, you, you mentioned that, Escuela Sangre or whatever, and I looked it up and uh, yeah, they haven't been releasing episodes, unfortunately, so hopefully they'll yeah, uh This they'll was get way back, back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Um, and, you know, honestly... I so appreciate you saying such kind things about our podcast, but you have been very supportive of us right from the start. So thank you so much for, you know, giving us a little boost and for listening, for being there. And let's take the opportunity to plug your articles that you and Eileen did for Hispanic Heritage (laughs) Month. Um, Because who else could possibly do recommendations other than you two? I, I can't even imagine. I know you have like a list, a master list of all your movies, how many do. have you done? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, so first of all, back in 2020, when Eileen got this idea, she compiled a list of so many fucking movies. Oh, my God. And I, I, we haven't even really scratched the surface. 
And, you know, if you really consider there are certain, like, for example, Mexico, it's just, like we could do an entire podcast on just Mexican film, it, horror, horror films specifically. Um, but, I mean, we just we're about to release, I think, like our 100, 160th episode, and there's still so much left. It's really incredible. But that's the point of our podcast is to highlight the fact that there is a lot of Latin American horror cinema out there. And a lot of it is very, very good. And people should be paying attention to these movies, these filmmakers, these actors, the, the crew, all of it. It's out there and they're doing incredible work. So and that's, the that's crazy we thing do, is highlight that it. Latin people love horror. Yes, love we're it. like... what. We, if not the hugest audience for it, one of the biggest. So we sh we sure do. Absolutely. Listen, horror will always be popular. People are like, horror is dead. Every time I hear that, I'm like, why do people keep saying this stupid shit? It's just ridiculous. And I mean, a lot of the support comes from Latin people. We just love our horror. It will never go away. And I don't think the love for it, especially in Latin American people, you know, it's never going to go away. It's always there. It's powerful. I think a lot of it stems from like all the struggle that we have to endure um, in day-to-day -day life and how we mm. see that in these scary movies. Um, I know my grandmother, she loved a scary movie. Like She would <laughs> sit there and fucking watch her dubbed version of <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. She was yeah. there for it. She loved it. Is your, That's basically uh, how I bound, uh, bonded with horror was really you know she would always have a horror movie on oh amazing well you know it's interesting first of all your your abuela is from cuba yeah um both okay both my parents are from cuba <laughs> um well my actually my appreciation for for horror films began in latin america um first of all i remember my older brother and sister watching one of the friday the 13th movies and i was terrified i didn't even see the whole thing it was just like a snippet of it that i saw and it was enough to just completely scare the shit out of me but then you know as a kid i was watching these movies way too young and i grew up in latin america so it just it feels very tied to latin america like i remember watching jaws watching the exorcist by myself as like an eight-year-old child and being like i love this this is amazing <laughs> um so yeah, it's like, it's just, it, it all came from the same place for me. And uh, they exist as one, I think, you know, my, my appreciation, my past relationship with horror and how it, how it has continued. You know, I never expected to have a podcast highlighting Latin American horror, horror cinema, but here we are. It's happening. Before we move on, like the most recent horror movie that comes to mind mm -hmm. that was basically latin-themed satanic mm -hmm. hispanics have you seen it you know what i have not seen it yet and which is feels like sacrilege especially because i believe on the podcast we've covered all of those directors if not most of them um you know what honestly my excuse for that is i'm waiting to um I, i'm waiting to cover it on the podcast with eileen so i just have not taken the time to watch it yet did you see it I haven't seen it either. Oh, okay. Um, uh -huh. I, I would have covered it on Horror Press if we would have gotten screeners for it. Honestly, like, mm. mm -hmm. I'm like the lead satanic Hispanic, so I feel slighted <laughs> that they didn't even offer me the opportunity. And mm. so until then, I'm going to wait until it's on Shutter. 
Okay. Yeah, we can be patient. We got time. <laughs> Is that where it's going to be released on Shutter? I believe it's a Dread Central movie, so okay. uh, I don't know if it's going to be Shutter or not. I know. I think Bloody Disgusting is tied to Screambox, so yes, right. I'm not sure where it'll land. I'm willing to bet though it'll be on Shutter eventually. Great! I can't wait. Yeah, I will definitely watch it. Super excited to watch it. Um, I I hope this doesn't come across as like shitty or shady because that's not the purpose. Or, or of what I'm about to say. Um, but I, first of all, am so excited about Satanic Hispanics and cannot wait to watch it. I will say that, you know, right now on the pod, especially in this strike, we're really focusing on, or trying to focus on older material, maybe less known stuff. Um, so maybe that's another reason why I have not watched it yet. You know, we're okay. trying to get, like, kind of go deeper in the, treasure chest of and i think you guys have proven how fucking deep that treasure chest is yes for sure yeah there's so much to fucking (laughs) dig through there is so much yeah So I don't know if you're a gamer or not. I know Eileen was or is, but oh. they teased a creep show mm-hmm. video game adaptation that's in the work, um, which is by the developers behind the Mortuary Assistant, which is a game that is completely terrifying. I don't know about you, but I am a scaredy cat when it comes to a scary game. Like I could go mm-hmm. pl- watch any scary movie and be like totally desensitized, not moved mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um but the mortuary assistant is scary and i'm wondering what they're going to do with creep show well i'm so sorry to tell you this but i am not a gamer so i am the wrong person to <laughs> ask about this talk about this this you honestly better not... phone up eileen right now get her on the phone put her <laughs> honestly, on speakerphone listen she's in mexico right now so that'd be really tough but i um <laughs> not to toot our show's horn here but toot toot beep beep but one of the reasons i think it works so well is because you know eileen and i compliment each other whereas this is the part where in this you know episode i would take a step back and she would be like oh my god yes Uh, let me tell you all about this this game i played uh, you know booty shooties all this shit i don't know anything about this stuff although i will say i did watch the trailer that you sent me like the the video game trailer and I was like, great, so excited for everybody who's going to play it. Love Creep Show, so, or at least the original Creep Show. But yeah, I, I can't even try to like phone it in right now and pretend that I have any idea what I'm talking about because I just Do you don't. keep up with the TV series? Like, have you watched the new season yet? I have not. My Creep Show knowledge is very old school Creep Show anthology stuff. I hear that this, the the new Creep Show is actually very good though. But um, this is gonna sound bad, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm a bad TV show watcher. Like for example, what was the latest the, the villain in the latest um, Stranger Things? Vecna. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I didn't yeah, even finish that season. I was just oh like, my oh my god. god. I know, like, what's wrong with me? Um, I, I sat down and I start watching it, and it didn't even have to do with the fact that, like, they were long, 
because they were very long, those particular episodes. This season in particular had very long movie-length episodes. Oh my gosh, it totally did. But that wasn't even it. And it wasn't even that I wasn't invested. I just, the moment something else happens, like, like for example, I've, I also just started watching um, Usher, the, the Fall of the House of Usher. And I'm two episodes in, and I'm like, okay, I'll get back to it at some point. I'm just, I'm a bad TV show watcher. Maybe because it's so available now, you know? So I don't know what it is. When referring to Fall of the House of Usher, yes. I, would get, I will get roasted for this, okay? Please tell me. I don't like Mike Flanagan's TV shows. Okay. I liked Midnight Mass, but mm-hmm. like Blind Manor... The other one he did. So for me, there's something really dark about it that the moment I put it on, my brain is like, I I, I don't want to deal with this. It's too bleak. It's too dark. And I just oh, tune okay. out and yeah. I just won't. And um, Midnight Mass, for whatever reason, I guess maybe because it's like vampire related, I was like cool with it. But mm-hmm. his other stuff was just like family drama. And I can't deal with eight hours of that. You know, that's, Look, if we're going to do it, let's fucking get into it. I am a Mike a Mike Flanagan. Is, he say, is that it? Mike yeah. Flanagan, that's his name. Um, I am a fan. However, um, for example, The Haunting of Hill House was totally along for the ride. As soon as we got to those last episodes, I was like, oh, you have lost me completely because of that kind of like, it, it just gets a little too dramatic for me. And I'm an actor, like I am a an actor slash yoga teacher, and um, and so I say this somewhat knowing what I'm talking about, I guess. But Mike Flanagan seems to me like a like an actor's director, which is a dream, and I'm pretty sure he's writing most of this stuff. But like in every single um, show that I've seen of his, uh, Haunting of Hill House. Blind Manor, which was fine, Midnight Mass. There are these, like, really memorable, incredible monologue sequences that these actors are eating up, but I am immediately taken out of the the show. Sorry, not sorry, but just because it's, like, it's a little bit too much. I'm like, nobody talks like this. (laughs) It's too dramatic. Well, I... I Midnight Mass... Sorry, everybody. I finished, but there was a moment where I think it was the pastor and he was giving this super edge lord like monologue where it felt very like <laughs> eighth grade. Like he, it was just, it, I don't remember what it was, but he was going on. No, and on I know about, like, exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly he, what it was like the about. cosmos and the atoms and this and death and void. And I was just like, oh my God. If I was in um, eighth grade, like I would have eaten this up. But right now it feels. Very, like, try-hard edgelord. That's exactly what it is. As a kid, if I had seen this, I would have been like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And let me just clarify, it's good, but it's just like, oh, it's just... It's like the bag scene in American Beauty. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when I saw that as a child, I was like, this is peak cinema. Like, I'm... This is the meaning of life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That is... Spot on. Now, I will also say every single one of his shows so far, but I have not finished Usher, have genuinely scared me. Like, there have been actual moments that I've been like, that's 
fucking terrifying. And I just got to give a little shout out to his movie, um, Hush. There is a murder sequence in that film. I can't watch the movie anymore because it fucked me up so bad. I was just like, oh no. God. Oh, I don't have think you seen I've that seen one? that. No. Oh, oh my God. I was like, nope, never need to watch that again. So he knows how to mess you up. But it's just like some of those monologues. I'm like, okay, where's your editor? Snip it. You've lost me. Like none of this weepy drama shit. But it's still good. It's still good. You know, it's fine. I mean, I'm sure like it's it's just not for me. I know a it's lot of people for eat me it up, but... and not for me at the same time. It's just like it's a little bit of both. I'm a Gemini, so it's like you know I'm kind of like it depends on the mood that strikes, I guess. So, It's a Wonderful Knife, mm-hmm. written by the wonderful Michael Kennedy, who did Freaky. Yes. Did you see Freaky? Yes, I did. I thought Freaky was great. And uh, directed by Tyler McIntyre. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like a really fun twist on the Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life. It's yes. been rated R for bloody violence, drug use, and language, and the movie got an official release date of November 10th. Have you seen the trailer for this yet? I have. I cannot wait. Um, I will say, bless Michael Kennedy, please keep working, especially, you know, like we're talking um, LGBTQ plus representation. Thank you. Put us to work. I love it. I was, I liked Freaky. Like you said, Mike Flanagan is not for you. The Freaky style is like not quite for me, unfortunately. It's just like a little too Technicolor. Um, Too Technicolor? Yes, I don't know what it is. It's just so like, like you I, didn't like Pearl, you don't like. No, 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 that's not what it is. Oh, I fucking loved Pearl. I loved Pearl so much. The thing about Freaky is it was like, it was like, look, I know people are getting murdered and slashed and it's brutal, but I don't know. It was like, um, and I, this is the point. It's like supposed to be kind of like that eighties, nineties ish feel slash newer with the slasher thing thrown in. I I don't know. It just like didn't 100% click for me. That being said, very excited. First of all, the title, It's a Wonderful Knife is A plus 100%. Thank you so much. That's incredible. Um, And I will fully watch the movie. Very excited for it. Any sort of Christmas horror. Uh, But yeah, I just need to preface that by saying Freaky was just it was fine for me. I thought Freaky was fun. It's not a movie that I think that I like need to rewatch. Y- yes, agreed. Fun, and I was like, great, saw it. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Now, how do you think this is going to stack up against Thanksgiving? Because this is clearly the year of the holiday horror movie. Yes. You know, I haven't thought of that. Um, I'm excited for both. You know, let's give them both their fair shot. I can't wait to see what they have to offer. I do. Um, that Thanksgiving trailer was surprisingly like shiny, shiny and new. Um, so I was like, Hmm, this is different from what I expected. I expected, you know, like ground grind, grind housey kind of like vibes, but yeah, gritty. not working. Yeah. But look, you're giving us more original horror. I will take it. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. It's okay. weird that they're having it come out November 10th so close to Thanksgiving. Like the movie, huh. not yeah. the holiday. 
Yeah. Is this coming out in theaters or, or on streaming? Or both, I guess. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's coming out in theaters. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you never know. Maybe they're just trying to build some, like, some hype, you know, hoping yeah. to get some good numbers. I'll go see it. Are you, are you I mean, excited I'm about it? I'll definitely go see it. Um, but I'll... I'm leaning towards Thanksgiving, just because I feel like that movie looks, like, really fucking mean. And that's exactly <laughs> what I want. <laughs> yeah. I... I'm with you on that one for sure. Yes. Our next bit of news. Ridley Scott, the original director of Alien 1979, um, gave some pretty high praise for the new Alien that is set to be coming out later this year, calling it fucking great. Now, this has me really excited, mostly because I'm generally not the biggest Alien fan. And I'm probably oh. the only weirdo that prefers the newer, ridiculous Aliens to the older ones. You're nuts, but I respect your opinion. <laughs> um, why, like, I like Prometheus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's a different twist, but why the hell not? Yeah. I didn't what like did you the think of um, Alien. Stop now. I thought it was boring. You're nuts. Well, listen, it's like a slow all that build burn. up just to see the garbage bag at the end. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Listen, just having it out here on the Horror Press podcast. Um, what did you think of Aliens? I really like Aliens, and you know what? I just saw that they released a actual storybook or a book, a novel mm -hmm. based on Vasquez, yes. who is that badass. That is the mm -hmm. only human I feel that has gone one v one against the xenomorph hand to hand. Well, you know what's so interesting is that that actress—I cannot remember her name. She is not Latina at all. She isn't. No, isn't that that's incredible? She's so fucking good. She is not Latina, but you know what? I forgive her. She was so goddamn good in that movie. I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. As a Latino, I'm like, sabes qué? It's cool. She she nailed. She was so good. <laughs> she was great. Like I was eating up yeah. that performance the entire time. I recently saw it. Um I really I I don't have much exposure to the whole Alien franchise just because I saw the first mm. one years and years ago and I was like, "No." Mm. But I liked Aliens. The only one that I ever really liked, and this is the other one that shocks everyone, is the one with Winona Ryder. I love the one that one. I don't even know what it's called. Oh. My, that's my favorite alien. one out of all of them that's my favorite is it called alien resurrection or am i, I just think thinking so. that's the one where like sigourney is yes. just like emasculating all the men playing basketball and winona Ryder's like plucking out her moles and yes it's part four um <laughs> first i love the alien franchise that was one of the movies that i watched as a kid and i was just like yes this is for me i love this so much um i will say four unfortunately lost it, it like I was like, nope, not for me. But it does hold a certain nostalgia for me now, just because it's so ridiculous. But in terms of this Fede Alvarez new movie coming out, I can't wait. Even if Ridley Scott had been like, this is a steaming pile of shit, don't release it, I would have been like, great, can't wait. I'm still gonna watch it. I mean, does he have any failures of a movie? Like, I feel like I love all of his movies that he puts out. They're all Fede good. Alvarez. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I was a fan of the Evil really? Dead remake in 2013, I think is when it was. Um, yeah. I, for one, 
enjoyed the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What did you think of that? I'm not the biggest Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, so to me it was fine. Mm. It was it was mm-hmm. exactly what I think the franchise is about, murdering people. I mean, that that party bus scene single-handedly made the movie for me. Like I don't know why everyone's bitching. Oh like God. I there was it was just it was great that one scene. Yes. And plus it was a short movie. I could have done oh without the ending with the Tesla. <laughs> yeah. But everything else yeah. I thought was fine. Yeah, honestly, like, what do we expect? Like, this is not, it's not going to be anything super incredible, but it it gave us exactly what we wanted. So, yeah, I I honestly, just to kind of reiterate a, a tweet that Horror Press released recently, in Fede, we trust. So oh, I am, oh. I sure did. Um, and uh, I think I even liked it. I should have, if I didn't, I will, the moment we hang up on this on this call, I'm going to go and like that tweet. Because I was like, you know what? Yes, in Feather We Trust, I cannot wait to see this next Alien film. That being said, I'm surprised that you're, so revisiting your Horror Press um, podcast episodes, I discovered that one of your like biggest fears is Aliens, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> but the alien films like didn't did they not work for you because they scared you or just because you were like no it's not i'm very not specific on my alien hang-up and it's mostly uh-huh. like the gray ones with the big eyes that like stalk you and then abduct you oh so sure. like my biggest thing is like sleep paralysis and then you like see the aliens walk into the room and they're just like staring at you and then they take you away Got it. What do you not so much like to me? Xenomorphs are more like they're aliens, clearly, but they're like creatures. They're they're monsters almost. But like the gray aliens, like if you've seen the fourth kind with like Mila Jovovich, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that type of stuff. I think I the the Eileen episode we talked about this alien game that was coming out that was literally like exactly what I'm terrified of, like. Did you play Imagine it? being in a cabin and something's peeking at you through the windows and it's like oh, an alien. Yeah. Did you no, play it? You. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I did not. Do you know uh where that's like which movie that specifically stemmed from? Or like a TV show or something? Um the like why those things freak you out specifically? No, I don't. Um I blame it on maybe unsolved mysteries. When growing up? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, mm-hmm. I can't, or maybe X-Files. Like, I can't imagine too many say, things. Because yeah. there aren't many alien movies like that, but I think it's just that, like, scary vibe that they would put in the show and the music, and then they would always show, like, the aliens, like, just staring. No, no thank mm-hmm. you. Even X-Files have you ever seen... had a scary episode of that. Probably. Um, have you ever seen Communion? I've, okay, I, I haven't seen the the movie but i've seen the the book on the shelves of barnes noble i heard willem dafoe is in the communion movie and it's an unhinged uh-huh. like it's an insane movie i haven't seen it in a very long time like honestly i'm gonna say since maybe the 90s when it maybe came out maybe 80s i don't remember but there is a particular moment that I remember from that film that is literally what you're talking about. Like, just, like, something peeking out and looking at you. That, to me, is terrifying. So, I was like, maybe it was that movie, but, yeah. There, um, there is a found footage movie that is ancient on Shudder. Uh-huh. I forget exactly what it's called, but it was literally, like, lost to time, and Shudder found it, and they put it up on the service. Uh-huh. And there are parts of that that really scared me. 
Um, oh. But it is almost borderline unwatchable because the quality is so poor. Like, it doesn't Ooh, work in its favor. You're going to have to send me the link. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, it might still be up there. What is the other one? You know what other alien terrifies me that I will probably get flack for? I don't know. I, I probably mentioned this to whoever listens to me. I uh-huh. hate E.T. <laughs> like E.T. could oh burn my in God. hell. Like that scene when he's <laughs> meeting Elliot in the back of the house at nighttime to me is like nightmare oh, inducing. That's gateway horror. That yeah. is that scene is terrifying. This is hilarious to me because did you and Eileen No, you don't th- I don't think you mentioned this in your episode with her, but she also fucking hates E.T. She <laughs> hates E.T. Uh, so you two have that in common. He is rather terrifying. Yeah, he's he's Until he scary. And then baby. like he's got this like st- stealth ability to like hide in the plushy animals, and I'm like, he could not hide in plush animals around me. <laughs> like I would find him in an instant. Like it, oh it does not work. Oh my god, oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, genuinely scary though. Like some some moments in that film. It doesn't matter if you were a kid, an adult. Like they were supposed to be scary. No. It's terrifying. No, thank you. I, I must we had it on VHS, and I remember my VHS had, like, something green on it back then. Ooh. Uh-huh. And it's just in my in my home, I, I thought that VHS tape was, like, haunted. It was, oh, like, oh, give no. me Evil Dead, give me any of the, the other horror movies. E.T. was just, no. Get it out of here. <laughs> the crazy thing is, like, I've gone to Universal, and they have an E.T. ride, and I love that ride. Yeah, it's sweet. It's cute. But not the absolutely, movie. yeah. I mean, let's be let's be clear. That scene of the that backyard scene is horrifying, genuinely horrifying. And the noises he makes, like scary, <laughs> scary. All of it is scary. Like it has uh, ruined my childhood. So our next bit of news, Hammer Films is back, and the first title that they're reportedly going to be releasing is Dr. Jekyll, starring Eddie Izzard as the infamous Dr. Jekyll. Very excited. What do you think? I'm super excited, too. I was hoping to get more of a Christopher Lee-style vampire movie out of them, because mm. I feel like that's what they're really known for. But well, how do you do that you... without Christopher Lee? Oh, you don't. You just yeah, you don't. can't. Unfortunately, um, but I think, I think Eddie Izzard as Doctor Jekyll is great. One hundred percent, and the fact that she, you know, that, that they were introducing—I believe that Eddie Izzard is trans, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, the fact that she is playing this role of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, I was like, what a fucking stellar ass choice! I just think that's so interesting, and I can't wait to see her just eat this up. I'm so excited. Although I will say, you know. I, f- I feel like Hammer Films never, like, really, really went away. I was, when you mentioned that we were going to be talking about this, I actually was like, I should look this up just to kind of, like, what Hammer Films have I seen? And the the recent ones were um, The Lodge. Did you watch The Lodge in, like, 2019? I didn't. I feel like I'm missing all these movies that you're mentioning tonight. <laughs> well, I haven't. I remember... One... It was like the the mom with the kids and they're like trapped in like a room. Yes. During a they're, they're trapped in like a house in the middle of nowhere. Alicia Silverstone is in it for like four seconds. Um, 
it was, I don't know, it was bleak. It was a bleak movie. But I was like, that's not giving me, like, Hammer vibes. So I do feel that they're trying to kind of open things up. Like, they did the um, Let the Right One In remake called Let Me In, I believe is what it, what it was called. Yeah. So, you know, they've been out there. They've been doing it. So I'm excited. Give us more. Can't wait to see, you know, make it classic, like these classic monsters, but also, like, venture out. I, I'm, I'm very excited to see what's next. After Dr. Jekyll, of course. On the topic of Let the Right One In, did you know there was a Showtime mm-hmm. series? No. Really? Yeah, it was like maybe last year they did a whole season and then it got canceled. Well, as I mentioned, I have trouble just like sitting my ass down <laughs> and watching TV shows. I don't know how they was would it... turn that into like a series other than like just the, like the adventures of a boy and his vampire. I don't know. Uh, was it in English? Do you know? I'm not sure. I never watched it. But I, I oh, like had a passing knowledge of it because one of our writers mentioned it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't have Showtime, so. No, either do I. And the fact that either of us have really heard much about it does not bode well. I mean, the fact like show? we're in horror circles, so like our algorithm is yeah. like really tailored to horror. The fact that it's really gone under the radars is kind of shameful on their part. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um. I mean, honestly, that the original one was so good that I'm just like, sometimes we should just let things be what they are. But, you know, if anybody's listening to this episode and they were a big fan of the TV show, let us know. And maybe we should check it out. Maybe we're missing out. You never know. Yeah, I'm sure it's streaming somewhere now at this point. Yeah, probably. So, have you watched anything lately that you want to talk about? Is there any movies that are just, like, fresh on your mind? I recently went to the movies and watched all by myself. Literally, there was nobody in the theater with me when Evil Lurks. Have you seen it yet? I have been dying to see this movie. Dying. If I did not go to Brooklyn Horror Film Festival two weeks ago... I would have seen this movie in a heartbeat, but every time they're showing it by me, it's like nine o'clock at night. And I don't know, by the time I get out of work, if I oh, get home, yeah. I like grow vines and I don't leave. Oh, absolutely. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. No, so if I'm it was saying, like at but... seven, but for whatever reason, they're always at like nine 30 for me. Oh, I literally went at like 11 15 in the morning, which explains oh <laughs> <God>. why <laughs> well, there was probably nobody there, which if I'm being honest, the older I get, the more I'm like, get the fuck off my lawn. I don't need anybody in the movie theaters with me nowadays, especially because people are always on their phones. And, and I'm the grandpa who will be like, turn your phone off. I'm I literally way. will turn to people and be like, please stop talking. I am that bitch. It's I, just, I can't. I've never done that explicitly, but one time it was the Spider-Man movie with Doctor Strange, maybe. Mm-hmm. It was the midnight release like on thursday night and it was a full theater and there was a girl next Mm -hmm. to me who the whole time didn't even look at the screen but was on her phone and i'm like if you're here the midnight the day before it releases like you have to be here because you're a fan she was on it the whole time and then after i after about 40 minutes i turned to her and all i said was do you mind and like I, i i was like terrified to do it because I don't want oh, to be it's confrontational. 
And I don't know, like maybe she's with her boyfriend. Maybe he's going to turn around and punch me in the face. I don't know. I have to prepare mm-hmm. for these things. And after that, she, she turned off her phone. But then in five minutes, she was back on. I, 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 es que no puedo. No puedo. I don't understand. And like, look, I wasn't. It's not only, you know, I was about to say I was an asshole teenager at one point, too. But it's not only teenagers. It's it runs the freaking gamut. Um and I actually I went to go see um well this was months ago, but when I went to go see The Outwaters, which was one of my I was so excited to watch The Outwaters and there was somebody who kept pulling out his fucking phone over and over until I was like, Please put your phone away because it is massively distracting. But at that point the entire experience had been ruined. And the moment you say something, it's like You're the Well now I feel bad because yeah. I See, like, I also like am not for the confrontation, but I can't help it. The problem is like, they're it. doing it. And at that point in my mind, I'm like, do I say something? Do I say like I fixate? And then when I say something, yes, I feel like, 100%. am I the dick? Am I the ass? <laughs> I, are we the same person? Yeah. Because I will say something and without it, without like I every single time if I say something, I'll be like, well, now I'm the fucking asshole. But we're not the assholes. We're not. It's just not. That's not true. I think it's so just because people say, are used to something. streaming and they're used to watching things at home, and you know, yeah. it's 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 hard to get used to watching it like on your TV and have your phone within reach and not bother anyone in check. And then you go to the theaters and you you have that habit already now. Yeah, it's rough. But I mean, we are all so incredibly addicted to our devices i include myself in that you know um they don't not so much that i can't put my phone i will i'll turn my phone off i just turn it off when i'm in the theaters and honestly i'm like what a relief to not have to like just nothing's gonna happen it'll be fine it's two hours tops you know like it'll be fine but why why are we on this oh i went to go see um I went to go see When Evil Lurks, and I the theater was empty, which honestly, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is a good idea, because I had heard that it was very, very scary, so I was a little nervous, but no, it was a delightful experience being in there all by myself, so highly recommend, watch When Evil Lurks, it's gonna, it, I believe it's on Shutter at this point, Demian Rugna, who is from Argentina, Knocked it out of the park yet again. So highly recommend. And so, um, I heard was it made in Argentina? This movie? I believe so. Is it in I English or is know, it subtitled? I, no, it's in Spanish. It's in Spanish with subtitles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm telling you. I think it's I coming mean, out on Shutterado tonight right? at midnight. Well, we're recording Thursday, so. Yes, it's. I think well, tonight. if it's not. It'll definitely be out it'll tomorrow. It'll be out morning. by this. Yes. Yeah. So by it's the time coming this out. Airs, check it. Le- check it out. You saw Aterrados, right? Um, I did. Uh, that terrified. Movie me. Woo! That opening awesome. scene with the shower. Yeah. Oh my gosh. For me, it's just that fucking kid sitting at the table. I was like, oh, stop! <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was doing something that Eileen and I called voguing in fear, which is like you know where you put your hands in your face and you're just like voguing because you're terrified. Um, voguing in fear during that whole sequence with that horrible child at the table. I could not. It was terrifying. Uh, but that's what we want. We want these horror movies to scare yeah, us. So we, it, it did just that. It, it's weird because we chase these highs. And mm-hmm. then it's like we're constantly fiending to reach those like sensations again. And it's very hard to find them again. It's really rough. You know... 
I agreed. The more we watch the, you know, the more desensitized. That's I don't know if that's the right word. It's not desensitized. It's more like our tolerance you know, just goes up. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's our tolerance. We've just seen so much. But for me, you actually said something in one of your episodes where you you mentioned that the reason you like horror is because it scares you. Yeah. And that's the exact same thing for me. I like horror because I want it to scare me. And it, when a horror movie actually genuinely scares me, I'm like, thank you. That's what I wanted. It's what I was actually looking for. It's, it's, they are fewer and far between these days, but they're still out there. I try because I am pretty seasoned when it comes to horror stuff, but I do this thing. I don't know. A long time ago, I read something from some guy and he was like, if you want to fall in love, look at people lovingly. So oh. when I watch horror movies, I, I uh -huh. go into it like letting it scare me. It's like if you go to a, if you go to a comedy show, like if you're like, I'm not going to laugh. This isn't funny. Like you're not going to laugh. You're not going to enjoy yourself. So well, absolutely. So I apply that logic to scary movies because I want to be taken by the hand and terrified. Like I want to to see these terrible terrible things and be overwhelmed. Like <laughs> I don't know. I'm all for like the awe of the experience. Like take me on the adventure and I want to like willingly participate. Like who wants One, to just be like yes. I will not be scared. This isn't scary. Scare me. Well, a lot a lot of times people come into movies with that kind of mindset and I just I need to give you a little shout out because that what you just said a moment ago is one of the sweetest things I've ever heard in my entire life. That was adorable. What? Um just like you know look at basically what you're saying is like look at people with empathy and with love like what a sweet thing to say that is a wonderful <laughs> thing to say and more people should be doing that um but also just i mean i will twist that in my own way and be like look at our horror films with empathy and love and they will exactly like you know there are a lot of movies exactly what you want. on twitter like people shit on things all the time and i'm like these things are the product of blood, sweat, and tears for a large group of people behind the scenes. Like, yeah. there there may not be things there that are for you, but I'm sure it'll mm -hmm. find its audience, and there's no reason to shit all over it. Unless, of course, it, there are shitty people. Absolutely. And I will say, it's okay to admit that you're scared. Like, yeah. you know, you don't have to be a tough person. That Like, allow yourself to be scared. It's a lovely release. Like, it, you don't you don't have to be a fucking... A brick wall so yes look at the world with love and empathy i'm gonna remember that forever thank you for that <laughs> look look upon people with love and you will that's feel it. love there you go there you go i love that that's beautiful so next time you're on you're in the elevator and just practice looking at everyone else the elevator is a tough space for me i'm like everybody don't fucking look at me <laughs> but i will try i will try my best so a movie that i saw not that long well maybe like a month or two ago that terrified me was horror on the high mm. desert. And I think I've mentioned it before Ooh. on this podcast, but that movie scared the poop out of me. And it was like two in the morning when I started it. And it's very oh, true crime documentary style. And I really bought into it for a good 40 minutes. And then the end, it's just, I don't know, to me, it really scared me. If you get a chance, it's on Tubi, I think for free. Oh, I've seen it. I You've thought. seen it. Um, I've seen Horror in the High Desert 1 and 2. I haven't seen the sequel yet. Is the sequel... Listen, get on it, stat. Um, and there is a third coming out, and I believe the third might 
take place in Mexico or be starring a person from a Mexican person. So I'm very excited about that because that falls under our Uikiorot criteria. Um, I really, really enjoyed the first one. There is a woman like talking head in that film. I'm going to say her name is like Barbara or something like, I don't know, something like that. And I was obsessed with this woman. You know who I'm talking about. Like the kind of like middle-aged woman in this film. She was in the the first one? Yes, she's just one of, you know how it's like, it's a bunch of like interviews, basically. Mm -hmm. She, I don't know who she played, but I was like, give this woman every single award ever, because I bought it. I was into her performance. I loved it. I thought it was great. Well, I need to see the sequels immediately, for sure, because I was, the first one scared me. And it's I know, scary. like, I've, I've recommended it to some scary. people, and they're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. not scary. But I'm like, did you did you let it scare you? Did you get to the end and just, like, you have to be into it, I feel. Like, the, the last know, ten minutes are scary. Oh, the last, I well, I will say this. The whole buildup was done so, so well. I will say when, I'm not going to spoil it, but there was a reveal where everything seems so real and there was a reveal for me that I was like, hmm, I'm taken out, but I made the conscious decision to, to be like, no, stay put, enjoy, just like, like you said, allow, just like allow. allow this to happen. And you know, off those, like what you're saying here, I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw horror in the high desert, like on a Sunday afternoon, it was sunny outside and I still got scared. Pero... There's something like about what you just said that like sometimes you have to put yourself in a place to be scared. Like watch watch a scary movie at midnight when it's dark. Watch it alone. Like allow yourself to be that scared. And I think Horror in the High Desert, perfect. That's like a perfect film that you could watch just like in the dark and have the shit scared out of you. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. So, so good. (laughs) Love that one. Can I wait? Can I make one more recommendation? Sure. Um, just because we're about to release this episode, um, I believe on Halloween. But Eileen and I just watched the movie Cementerio del Terror, um, which is a classic Mexican slasher. It is pure trash and it is fucking incredible. We're about to release an episode on it. You must watch this movie. It's on Shutter. On Shutter, I believe if uh, if you look it up, you have to look up the English title, which is Cemetery of Terror. Watch it now. It's incredible. And then if you have time, listen to our episode, which we'd really appreciate. Definitely. Definitely watch the movie <laughs> first before you listen to the episode. Yes. Yes, we do. We do really get in depth. It's like spoiler city in there. So, um, yeah, watch the movie first. We are coming to our horror trivia portion. Did you study? Oh my god, oh my god. I mean, how? I've been studying all my life. <laughs> Eileen, if I remember correctly, really hyped you up as being like incredibly horror knowledgeable. So I have very um, high I played a horror mm, I played a horror trivia game with Eileen and she kicked my ass. So uh we'll see what happens. So how did she do? I don't remember how she did. Back then I don't think I was doing trivia yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well I'm very excited and nervous. So, question one. Who played Dracula in the 1992 movie Bram Stoker's Dracula? Gary Oldman. Okay. 
Okay, so you got that one right. That means I got it. Yay. All right. Question two. In Halloween, Michael Myers as a child kills his teenage sister. What's her name? Judith. Wow. That's impressive. Hell yeah. It's on the fucking tombstone. Come on, (laughs) y'all. Judith Myers. What is the name of the hotel Jack Torrance is hired to care for in The Shining? The Overlook Hotel. Oh my god, are you going to be the first one to have them all right? Don't don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. (laughs) Question four. In The Purge, how long does the annual purge last? Fuck. Um, 12 hours. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> You're very close. <laughs> Question five. In the ring, how long do people have to live after watching the videotape? Seven days. Who plays Chucky's love interest, Tiffany, in Bride of Chucky? Jennifer Tilly. I was going to say, if you got that one wrong. (laughs) Question seven. In which city does 1992's Candyman take place? Chicago. I should have taken out uh the harder questions for you. Um, That is one of the scariest fucking movies I've ever seen. I love Candyman so much and will defend that movie forever i love that movie and i loved the the new one as well i thought it was great i feel like 90s kids like that movie had a chokehold on us like it did how many times like growing up like kids would be huddled around the mirror either going Candyman or bloody mary and be terrified because of that movie i am pushing 40 and i will never do it i will never ever look in the mirror and say that name and when people, like, play around with me, when they're like, oh, it's so stupid. I'm like, no, get the fuck away from me. I will leave the room. I just, no, that's how much that movie I feel like that was did. one of the scariest movies of the 90s. Oh, like, it was terrifying. I can't think of many 90s movies that are very, very, very scary. And I feel like Candyman mm-hmm. is one of them. Agreed. Yes. Full. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Question eight. What is the name of the summer camp where Friday the 13th takes place? Camp Crystal Lake. You got that one wrong. I feel like we need to go to 15 at this point. Oh, okay. I mean, we're just at 9. Okay, let's see what happens. All right. Question 9. Who directed the 2007 remake of Halloween? Rob Zombie. Are you a Rob Zombie Halloween fan? <laughs> I personally am. I, I really like Rob Zombie movies. Um, I like, but I know um, the does. Devil's Reject. I was so excited for the Rob Zombie Halloween remake, but it was not for me. I will say that Halloween Two, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two, fucked me up. That um opening sequence in the hospital, I was like, demasiado. Oh my god, it was so brutal. So. I mean, he he achieved his purpose, I think. And I appreciate, especially in Halloween 2, that he was like, he just was like, let's go crazy. Let's just do it all. So not necessarily for me, but I appreciate it, is what I'll say. I mean, he certainly does have a thing for, like, the whole 
like white trash aesthetic. He loves that man. Yeah, the whole oh, hillbilly type thing. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't think he's made a movie other than the monsters where he doesn't have that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, which I did not see the monsters, um, but I feel like you know he lives it, breathes it. He is that vibe. Like that's him. I really so, appreciate that yeah. he is literally just like living a horror movie twenty four seven. Right. I mean, what a dream. Yeah. That's the dream. Yeah. So you know. You know did you did you did like Three from Hell? I have not seen it. You haven't seen it. You need to see no, how like the you? Firefly family like winds up at the end. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I have not checked that one out. And I think Dan, that, uh, Danny Trejo's in that movie? He is. is. Right? He is one yeah. of the people the Fireflies go up against. Oh, shit. Okay, I got to check it out. Yeah, at some point. It just felt so final in The Devil's Rejects that I was like, I'm good. It but, honestly uh... doesn't make sense. Let's see how they survive but that. Also, <laughs> it's just like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? It's a horror movie. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, question 10. In which state does 1968's Night of the Living Dead take place? Oh, fuck. Delaware? Is that mm. your final answer? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where the fuck is it? Night of the Living Dead is in mm, Ohio. Damn it! Fuck! What is it? Pennsylvania. Oh shit! Of course it is. <laughs> you, you would have been the idiot. first person to get all ten questions right. <laughs> was that my tenth? That was your tenth. I mean, we could keep going. Okay. But I I don't know. I feel like I picked very easy ones. People are going to hate on me because some of them are insane hard. All right. Question 11. In which uh, city does Rosemary's Baby take place? New York. Oh, thank God. I'm I'm never going to forgive myself for Pennsylvania, but whatever. Philadelphia, I believe. No, Pittsburgh. One of of those two is where he's from, George A. Romero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Pittsburgh. I think you're right. Who played Frankenstein's monster in Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and Son of Frankenstein? Boris, Boris Karloff? See, it was just that oh. one question. I guarantee you're going to probably get all the rest of these correct. All right, well, maybe not see. this one. You'll seriously mm-hmm. impress me if you get this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many people associated with The Exorcist died during production? Ooh. I want to say like something really devilish, like six, but I'm going to say three. <laughs> Your face. Nine. No. Nine. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to laugh. Um, that's not funny. Um, by the way, if you ever come to DC, first of all, please sell, say hello, but um, you need to see the exorcist stairs because it's just like i do DC. i've only been once to dc an icon i visited the zoo for whatever reason and that's all i did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well there's so much more to see uh, you got to see those stairs plus like a lot of other places uh around georgetown that you know were used for the film it's incredible did you see believer i haven't seen it yet but i really want to 
you know, um, I'd like to make up my own mind about whether these movies are shitty or not. And I'm kind of sad to I, see that I'll they took out. out the demon basically from the movie. Oh, have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but Fangoria released images of the demon that was going to be yes. in the movie, and it looked really cool. And it looks cool. And yeah. but yeah. I. The director was like, I want it to be based in reality, and the demon would take away from that. But, like, why do an exorcist movie then? Yeah. Weird. We want to see the demon. Yeah. I, I need to check it out. I still haven't gone, but um, I'll, sh I'll find some 11, 15 a.m. viewing where nobody's there sometime soon. You know, as I, long as it's still in theaters? Now that you mention it, I do tend... I prefer matinees. I would much rather go yeah. on a Sunday morning... It's like cheaper. Honestly, no one's there. Me too. Yes, yes. But it's probably because we're old. It's tricks of the trade. <laughs> yes, it is because we're getting older. I will absolutely say you're correct about that. <laughs> I mean, the movie that okay to see a movie now is like twenty bucks. Like you see a matinee, it's like ten. There's no one else mm -hmm. in the theater with you. You have the rest of the mm -hmm. day to do whatever you please with. Like absolutely, yes. All right. Question 14. We only have one more after this. Mm -hmm. In Scream, what is rule number one on Randy's list of rules for surviving a horror movie? Don't have sex. Correct. Uh, I just watched that actually in the theaters. Um, my husband had never seen it in like the movie theaters. He had only seen it, I guess, you know, on VHS or streaming or whatever. So um, Alamo Drafthouse was doing a, a brunch screening, speaking of going to see shit in the morning, and it was incredible. It was so much fun. I would love to see that in theaters again. Yeah. The, the, I mean, last time I saw it in theaters when I saw, was when I saw it for the first time in a dollar theater in, I don't know, what, 96? When it came out, 97? So. See, yeah, I convinced my grandmother to take me. I told her it was a Disney movie. She oh my god but she likes horror movies so she, i'm sure she was delighted she wouldn't have taken me to see scream <laughs> i don't know <laughs> there's something weird like for her like scream would have been inappropriate but like nightmare on elm street like freddy krueger uh i don't know that fascinating to her it was there was a difference but i told her it was a disney movie well, and she took me interesting i mean same director but one does have a more fantastical element which i you know i say this all the time i think nightmare on elm street yes brutal graphic maybe the first few um but i think it's gateway horror like i started watching that shit as a kid and i ate it up i loved it uh, freddy is my favorite slasher of all of them and i think specific specifically because like as a kid i was like this is incredible. Yeah. It's it's gateway horror to me. There's something really menacing about him, but also, like, he's just comedic and fun. Yeah, I mean, and, like, he became that way, but I don't know. It's just so good to me. I love the We had a Horror Trivia Tuesday episode go up, right? And I had no idea about mm -hmm. this, but Tiffany did the video, and originally, Freddie was supposed to wear a vest, as oh. part of his outfit. Huh. I did not know that. Okay. Did not well, know that. Well, I'm glad they stuck with yeah. with with what they had, with, with with what we got eventually. All right. So, final question and I'm sure you're going to get this one right. What town okay. does what town does Jaws take place in? Amity. However, 
it was actually filmed in Martha's Vineyard. Correct. Or at least it mostly was. How beautiful. You did house. really well. So I got what, thirteen out of fifteen? Yeah. Thirteen out of you you basically are the best performing out of everyone. Hell yeah. Alright, I'll take it. I'm still pissed at myself for Pennsylvania. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said Ohio. I was like, Ohio. I was, I was like, was it in Cleveland? Whatever. That doesn't matter. I mean, for some reason, Cleveland feels like it would fit. Like, I don't know. To me, Cleveland yes, and Pittsburgh it, are very, like, similar. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that's why I thought it. But if you, like, start thinking of, like, Dawn and the Dead and whatever, it's like, it's fucking Pennsylvania. Like, it's part of the lore, I think. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. What if we did a quick round of our favorite divas and if you think they would survive as final girls? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. I'm in. I'm down. I think it would be fun. I don't know. It just popped in my mind and I was like, would Madonna survive a horror movie? Yes. Would Ariana Grande survive a horror movie? No. Would Britney Spears <laughs> There's yes, no way Britney, Britney Spears would survive. would survive. No, there's no way. Yes, she would survive. I feel like this this warrants like an article. In Britney. Like... <laughs> now, first of all, I think Madonna might even be the villain in the end. First of all, I'm a huge Madonna fan, and I believe you are too. I am pretty um, big, yeah. I'm a pretty big Madonna fan. Yeah, and uh, um, but I'm pretty sure she would either be the final girl or would be revealed as the villain at the end of the film. She would remove the mask and be the person behind Ghostface. For sure. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's just do a couple. We have to get the first one out of the way. Britney Spears. Britney Spears, would she survive a horror movie? I'm gonna say yes. I have faith in Britney Spears. She can co she can overcome everything. She will go through it. She'll be covered in blood and guts by the end, but she will make it out. See, I feel differently. I think she would survive, but I think she would survive because she'd be like in the closet the whole time and just like wander out after everything is over. <laughs> wow. Listen, you better put some respect on her name. <laughs> She's been through a lot. She just released a memoir. There's a lot in there. Uh I, I think I think Britney could be our final girl. I, I mean, feel. now that you mention it, she does. She has like knife skills, so she has skills with blades, oh as my we've God. seen. <laughs> so, in the self defense department, like oh she's kind of high up there. Wait, is she the killer though? <laughs> like, maybe she's so the killer. she would be like uh, Billy Loomis, yes, Madonna, yeah, Stimaga. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Taylor uh, Swift. She's going to die. No, actually, she may be the it. final girl. She's no. like pure. Mm? I don't. I, think, I feel like, well, okay, look. I have the utmost respect for her. Um, have never seen her live here. She's incredible. Um, I feel like she could be like the Drew Barrymore. Like opening she could kill. be the opening sequence. Yeah, you know. Like, like a big opening splashy kill. But they don't tell you. They it. don't tell you. She's on the poster just to get you into the theater. Yes. And then she's... Exactly. And then you're like, well, you don't know. Like, well, they killed her already? Incredible. So... I agree. I, I agree with you. Beyonce. Um, yes. There's... Nobody can defeat Beyonce. <laughs> she's going to make it. I'm a survivor. 
<laughs> so do I'm you think give what if they give her like lyrics. a dramatic chase sequence while that song plays but like sarah michelle geller she gets flung over the balcony at the would end. love that um i just i do not see anything overcoming beyonce i just don't she would have it, it in her contract you know? that she has to survive like even if she's like she i feel like she's like beyond final girl like she would have been like 30 minutes into the movie when it's like something's happening i gotta go and we're like smart choice she made the right choice so she's, she's the gonna, sydney she's prescott that just calls in and is like leave me out of this yeah basically like she deserves a happy life which by the way when i saw scream six and gail weathers said that people laughed in the theater and i was like how dare you she does deserve a happy life <laughs> You assholes. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Oh, she's the killer. She's the, yes. She will die because she is the killer. Eventually, like, it will be revealed and she will be the killer. I love Lady Gaga. I think Gaga, she would really way. like I'm... to play the killer. One, and she would, nope, I mean, sorry to be redundant, but she would kill it. Yeah. She would be incredible. Adele. Adele's going to die. <laughs> Adele's going to think... die. Yeah. She's not gonna make it. I don't think she. I don't think she'll make it. She, she would give us a fantastic chase sequence. I think, and it would be high drama. I think it would be fantastic. Do you think? I kind of feel like she would give us a really good like monologue and just die suddenly in the middle of the monologue, and it'll be like a jump scare. Amazing. Yes, I'm down. Like a like a deep blue sea kind yes. of moment. Mm -hmm. Shakira. We'll talk about knife skills. Um, I'm gonna say Shakira would make it. She's gonna, she's gonna make it. I, like I just, I can't kill any of these pop divas <laughs> off. I'm having too much trouble here. It's too hard for me. What do you think? You think she would make it? No, I don't think Shakira would make it. I don't, I don't, I don't think Shakira would make it. Like, mm, oh my god, <laughs> no explanation. Celine Dion. Great. I don't think Celine Dion would make it either. She would. She's too dainty Ooh. and delicate. I think she had a day where she could have made it. Um, yeah, but I, Ooh, that's, that's, that's dark of me to say, but, uh, yeah, maybe not now. Maybe, I don't know. I, I feel like I shouldn't say more. Uh, I love Celine <laughs> though. Love her. What a star. We love them that's all. Great. What a voice. But, but no, not everyone can true. survive. That's very true. Her version of all by myself is one of the most incredible vocal performances I've ever heard in my entire life. She's incredible. Jennifer Lopez. She's dying. No, she's, she's dying. not gonna she, make it. I I love J Lo. She thinks she's gonna make she, it, but she's not. She's not. I I will say J Lo is like a little secret scream queen though for me. Um, she was great in Anaconda. Her. I just. Oh my God, she's fabulous in Anaconda. So? I know it's not a horror movie, but she 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 kills it in enough. You know, she was really good in enough. She doesn't get enough credit for that movie. Yeah. I feel like it. Everyone just like forgets Very about true. it. I forgot about it. She was great in that. I saw that in the movies with my mom, and we were both just like, oh my God, on the edge of our seats. It was so incredible. And I was devastated when she didn't get um, an Oscar nomination. I was like, give her, please, just fucking give it to her. But alas. Janet Jackson. <laughs> yes, she will make it. I, I think Janet would make it too. Mm -hmm. I, it, there's... She would absolutely make For it. For sure. I, I think Janet would make it. I agree mm -hmm. with you. Gwen Stefani. Now, I... I no, she will not Dead. make it. She's... No, <laughs> that's not going to happen. No, no. She'll be the one that, With like, runs into the street and gets hit by a truck. Yes. 
I agree. She's going to be like a really honestly kind of throwaway kill like Jenny McCarthy in Scream 3. Was that Jenny McCarthy? Was it? Jenny McCarthy? Oh, I don't know. It's it, it's so, you know, like random that just like I don't even remember who it was. Oh, I did not know there were so many female pop icons. <laughs> Listen. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. I I, I don't think mm-hmm. she's making it. I think she's going to make it. Like, put her in It's a Wonderful Knife. Is she going (laughs) to survive? Well, I also think that she could be a killer reveal in the end. Okay, I would love that if she she was, like, the secret killer killer at the end. Kylie Minogue. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Our Australian queen will make it. Absolutely. I would love to see her in some, like... Wolf's Creek spinoff. Like her tour bus breaks down and she just has to Incredible. Wait a minute. Like we need to get this idea out there. Like she's actually playing herself. Playing herself. She's like the Kylie tour bus barbecuing a rattlesnake. Trying to get from one side to she's just trying to get to the other side of Australia. And, um, you know, Wolf Creek messed me up, by the way. That was a good movie. Oh, my God. That one really messed me up. Billie Eilish. I think she's no, dying. No, I don't think she's going to make yeah. it. No. I think she's the type that will act very tough and be brave and take one for the team and die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last one. Ke- giving me Kelly Rowland in Freddy vs. Jason vibe. Oh, for sure. Last one. <laughs> Okay. Katy Perry. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I don't think she's going to make it. <laughs> Listen, she's got some bops, but I doubt it. I highly doubt it. I don't, what do you think? Uh, no, she's not. She couldn't even survive getting slimed at like the Nickelodeon show awards. <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> to be fair, yes. To Someone be had fair, a vendetta. They like geysered that shit up her nose. I was like, you are trying to drown this yeah. woman. Holy shit. That someone had a vendetta against her behind the scenes for sure. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. That was a lot of fun doing oh, that. I'm glad we did it. <laughs> Me too. All right, so now that we're wrapping things up, where can everyone find you? All right, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Johnny Elliot. That's J O N N Y E L I O T. You can also find me on Twitter or X, whatever. So stupid. Twitter at Johnny Elliott. Um, please follow Uikeoror. That is spelled U Y Q U E Horror H O R R O R. And we are on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We've got a Patreon. Please check it out. We've got a link tree. Link tr.ee/slash Uikeoror. Find us everywhere. Um, we're out there. We have so many freaking episodes. We've got more to come. So, you know, listen to us. We're having so much fun, you know, trying to shine a light on Latinex's Latine horror. And uh, there's so much more to, to explore. So please come explore with us. Definitely give them a follow and binge their episodes if you can. It's very in-depth and very enjoyable. Eileen and Johnny are both hilarious. So definitely give them a listen. <laughs> Thanks. That wraps up episode 15 of our podcast. It's been a nightmare. 
Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Don't be afraid to reach out and let us know what you think, and be sure to leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. We look forward to seeing you soon for the next episode of the Horror Press Podcast. Bye.